This episode was originally recorded in early 2022. You are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me, and I'm your host, Tony Dow. And as with every episode, uh, we start off this one saying that the intended audience is everyone. So on today's episode, I'm very excited to have on our show a special guest, Director of Research Products at the McCready Group, Dr. Michael Schlesselman. On our show, as we discuss the pharmacy informatics field and where it's going and you know what, what Michael is doing in his role today. Uh, how are you doing today? And thanks for being on the podcast. I'm doing well today, Tony. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, you know, before we get into, you know, talking about your career path and where you are today, uh, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I uh, I uh, graduated from Creighton University a really long time ago with my PharmD and went down. I was kind of tired of the cold, so I went down to Georgia uh, to do my uh, pharmacy residency. And just to kind of date myself, back when I did residencies, you either did a clinical residency or you did a hospital residency. So this was before they got to PGY-1 and PGY-2. So that kind of dates myself. But I went down there uh, and did my residency and ultimately stayed on, uh, stayed on staff there and started my career there. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, when you're going through residency at the time, um, did you kind of see the potential yet for like technology innovation with like pharmacy practice or was that kind of like still in its infancy? How, how was that during your time? Yeah, that's a, it's a really good question. Um, so as I was going through pharmacy school, computers were just starting to be introduced into the university environment, kind of into the uh, pub- private sector. And so I started to take a little interest in college. And then as I went through my residency, we start, you know, our pharmacy had a, what I would call a first generation pharmacy information system. And I started to become really interested at that point of how, how could we use, uh, can use these systems to um, automate what we're doing, make things uh, a little easier for us. One of the things that uh, I did shortly after my residency, um, when I was on staff, and it kind of started during my residency as we started documenting all of our clinical interventions. You know, what was the clinical pharmacist, what were the pharmacists doing to uh, improve, improve care, uh, prevent uh, medication errors, you know, documenting those and um, providing the, that information in the summary format to, to our hospital administration. Uh, we were an academic medical center with a, a pretty good staff, size staff, and you can imagine that created a lot of paper. And so with my uh, interest in computers and what they could do for us, I kind of start, that was kind of my first project that I started on is how can we automate this? And I um, created a, used a database, database. Um, believe it or not, it was Paradox, and that's probably long gone by now. But I used Paradox to create a form so, us, so that we could capture our clinical interventions from wherever we were within the pharmacy. We were a decentralized pharmacy. And rather than having to fill out those forms, send them back down, have residents and staff collate all that and put it all together, we were able to start to leverage um, the database to capture all that information uh, so that we could use that to start to justify pharmacy staff. So that was kind of my first experience into technology, and it really piqued my interest. And from there, I continued to uh, stay interested and use technology wherever possible. while I was down at the Medical College of Georgia, it's 
now called Augusta University. I you know, worked on uh, pharmacy information systems, worked with implementing new ones, uh, maintaining the existing ones, helped with implementing um, PIXIS automated dispensing cabinets, and even spent a little bit of time over in the hospital pharmacy, uh, hospital information system. So I kind of got a really good flavor for where you could start to use technology and all of its different areas. So from Within your, within your pharmacy, helping to do administrative parts as well as that distributive part. And then, you know, started to get some experience on what it looks like at the hospital side. I see. Wow, that's a, that's a lot of experience. Was this before you became a pharmacy director or was it kind of during that time? Or Yeah, it was, it was before I became a pharmacy director. So my, my path was uh, when I started out, I thought I was going to be a clinical coordinator. I did uh, clinical pharmacy, was a supervisor of a satellite pharmacy, and eventually became, uh, through my time, I became an assistant director uh, overseeing operations and technology. So I kind of kind of continued along that clinical path while I started to explore what does, how can computers help us along that path? And eventually it morphed more into my role became more management. So I was going to do clinical, you know, be a clinical coordinator from a management perspective there. But uh, I really ended up going towards more administrative management and then uh, using that technology interspersed with that, you know, operation side. So I was overseeing operations and the technology side. I see. I see. So um, I, I guess like one of the things that I do want to ask as well as, you know, in your time during a pharmacy director role, uh, how much of, you know, your experience was still involved with the technology piece with the informatics side as you were, you know, still handling responsibilities of being a director of pharmacy? Yeah, I st- because I had such a keen interest in it, I've always kind of had hands-on approach to that informatics, uh, to the informatics side. Um, and where I, when I was director of pharmacy, uh, when I moved up to Connecticut to be a director of pharmacy, we really didn't have a, a strong uh, presence for informatics uh, within the pharmacy. It was all within the uh information system. So it was uh, bifurcated in that regard. And so I still kept my hand kind of really involved with, closely involved with what the technology was doing as I, as I was a director. Cool, cool. So, so, you know, like being a director of pharmacy, you do have to, you know, in addition to technology pieces, you got so many different things like operationally and uh, following regulations and things like that. So, you know, for that type of role, how did that kind of uh, experience help you kind of when you know later on when you're on more on the pharmacy IT pharmacy informatics like officially space like how did that kind of give you that experience yeah that gave me a uh, a really broad appreciation of how either information was being used quite readily or where it was missing so as a director of pharmacy you're being asked to provide all your you know tracking your budget, you know, how's that go? You know, how are you doing against projections? And so you're, you're using Excel and all of your knowledge on how to manage uh, a million dollar plus budget. And so you start to see, and you're interacting with other, other operations within the hospital. So you're seeing how other departments are using the technology. And that allows you, you know, it allowed me to see that there is a lot more outside of just that, that, that pharmacy silo of technology within the, within the organization. And so I've been, you know, fortunate that as I've been coming up through the management cycle and going to be a director 
technology and uh, information systems and everything that's used within hospitals has continued to grow. You know, um, many years ago when I was uh, doing my residency, everything's a everything's a, a, a an X-ray, and then uh, then the MRIs came along, and then the PET scans came along, and so all of that d- developed as well. And if I had it, if I had stayed right in pharmacy, I wouldn't have been exposed to what th- that technology was doing to their practice. Um, same with lab. You know, lab used to be very manual, and over the same time, it continued. It became very automated uh, to the state it is today. And so, I was able to observe how they went through their change in automation, how they were using automation to to alter their practice. So, I was able to see both how informatic informatics could adjust operations and how it also adjusted how you practiced, you know, on a day-to-day basis. You know, just segueing into your next part, um, you, you did talk about, you know, uh, have, if you were stuck in a very siloed space, it's harder to, to kind of like see the broad picture, uh, obviously, right? So, you know, when you, when you moved on from the pharmacy director role, from what I could tell, it sounds like your next role was a much broader role as well. So it was a director of IT program management and then eventually also medical informaticist. So you kind of can you kind of talk about like how that came to be, why you kind of took those roles and you know what those were those roles kind of encompassed? Yeah, Tony. So having been involved with technology and information systems along the way and again being seeing what everything's happening outside of pharmacy, it really served or gave me that ability to start to, um, you know, use might be as, uh, as some people said, might be in a computer geek, I could start to take it outside of pharmacy and start to see, uh, start to use my pharmacy knowledge, my clinical knowledge on how these information systems are being applied across, across the whole organization. So I was you know, like a lot of, I was on that cusp of where a lot of people were starting to, to look at meaningful use and how do you take the organizations from the paper records that they are to the electronic records. Uh, And so I said, you know, this seems to be a natural progression for me. I've really enjoyed pharmacy um, and what, you know, on all the informatics I've done, but kind of had that desire of, well, let me, let me get outside of the pharmacy box and start to learn the additional sides. Um, So I started to work with our, um, in our organization at the more, at the IT level, at the organizational level to help uh, start implementing electronic medical records. So what kind of like, I guess, um, specific things were you were you doing in that kind of role? Yeah, so my my role there was, um, it really was leveraging my my management experience and being project manager uh, over overseeing the uh, specifically over overseeing all of the implementations, but we were, we were at a stage when I was there of just kind of marching through each system. As, as you know, you can't do everything all at once. You have to kind of take that analogy of taking it one bite at a time. And so while I was there, we started working on, um, after you get the medical record number in place, you're able to uh, start looking at all those ancillary systems and stuff. And so as the ancillary system starting to upgrade, you need, there's a lot of coordination about um, those different systems. And so I was helping to do that coordination, bring that project management in to help keep those systems all in sync as we move forward in that uh, large master plan of getting us to an electronic medical record. I see. Yeah, I, I do see that you stayed there until about 2013, which um, 
I, I think that was when the institution I worked at went live with our EHR to hit, hit meaningful use. So um, yeah, and then after that, uh, that's when you started into your role today, uh, which is Director of Research Products at McCready, that, the McCready Group. And um, yeah, I, I guess like after having all that experience, you know, you know, being a pharmacy director, working on the pharmacy technologies, and then being on a broader scale, uh, being the director of IT program management, then what kind of made you decide, you know, now you want to be over on the, uh, I guess, the vendor side, vendor uh, the side, yeah. group. Yeah. So yeah, it's a nice. It was it was an interesting progression. It was I was at a position where I was wanting to you know, figure out what that next step was. I've always kind of been thinking, what's the next step after, after where I'm at? And um, I decided that, you know, I've, I've always kind of thought about what the vendor side is. I've kind of been always was watching, you know, what kind of vendor jobs are out there. And, and at the time I was saying, okay, where can I go that I can use my experience from an academic medical center, from a community hospital, uh, with a lot of informatics inf uh, knowledge, where can I, what can I do in the vendor space? Uh, and as it, it turned out, I had known, uh, met Scott McCready many years uh, previously with our work with the ASHP section for pharmacy informatics and technology. And, you know, we were, we were just kind of talking one day and I said, I would, I'm thinking about making a change. Um, and what kind of advice would you have uh, if I'm looking to, you know, make it, make a jump over to the vendor side? Um, and as they always say, timing is everything. Uh, at the time, Scott was looking to expand his team. And uh, I just, you know, through, through some back and forth, we were able to uh, find out that, yeah, this would, be a, this would be a good match for both of us. And so I was able to uh, make that transition from the hospital side uh, over to over to the vendor side, and it really was uh, what's what was a good leverage was I had a broad experience of the hospital system. I knew how the hospital systems work. So as we had to implement systems or go through go through the sales process to get through budgeting, I understood all of that because I had done that as a pharmacist. And then I've also implemented systems. So I understood how to implement the systems, what it took to get that technology in place. Um, and as all of us that have been on the front lines of, of information technology, you're... Uh, you know support, you know what's good support, you know what's bad support. And um, so I kind of had a sense of, okay, this is what we need to do to help support our system. Uh, so it was, it was a nice way to marry all of the skills that I had gathered through my previous years um, and then make the jump to the vendor side. That's that's really cool. So, so you know, your role today is uh, director of research products. So uh, what does that mean? Like, what are the research products that McCready has? Yeah, so the McCready group, uh, I oversee that business unit for what we call Vestigo, which is our software for investigational drug services. Um, we're currently, you know, our, uh, we're used by many, by different sized organizations from that large academic medical centers and our growing population of hot, uh, physician practices that do investigational studies. Uh, so we've got a really broad base of, of clients that are currently using Vestigo. And it's the the journey with that has has been really interesting because, you know, as we started out, when I started out with the McCready Group, we we were really focused on those large academic medical centers, and as time has gone along, you know, 
the academic or the the research world has realized you need you need to automate and you just can't be on paper anymore because just paper is so uh, so laborious and so uh, more and more sites are looking uh, for an electronic way that you can you know, document everything that happens in the investigational drug world. So um, here's a question, and I, I'm asking this because I don't know how many of our listeners uh, do know about investigational drugs and protocols and sponsor requirements, but um, I guess, can you kind of like give a, a brief overview about what it is that, you know, uh, is required for these investigational drug studies and then why having something electronic would be more beneficial than tracking it on paper? You know, at, at its core, Vestigo is in inventory management. At the core of investigational drug services is making sure that the right, just like on the hospital side, the right patients getting the right drug at the right time, same thing happens on the investigational side, but magnify that by 10. So uh, you have to Keep track of that inventory as it comes in from the sponsor. It's very, you know, very specifically numbered. The uh, obviously the patients who are getting it are very specific, and so you have to make sure that you have all that inventory in place. You're getting it to the right patient, and then most importantly, as you might imagine, this is all going to the FDA. What does the FDA require? Lots of documentation. So you can either opt to have all of that documentation on paper, or you can go to have all that paper electronically. Ultimately, the pharmacy is a feeder of information up the chain that eventually gets back to the supplier or to the you know sponsor, I should say. And, and a lot of times that can go directly to the sponsor. Sometimes it goes through a, con a contract uh, research organization called a CRO. Uh, but there's lots of, you know, a couple of different steps in there, but all that information of from when that patient gets the drug medication until it gets up to the sponsor needs to be documented fully. And that's what, uh, organizations have to decide, do you want to continue to handwrite out the accountability logs? Um, and anytime, you know, just like in the medical record, if you were uh, in the old days, you know, writing in the medical record and you made a mistake, what did you do? You put a line through it, you initialed it, and then continued on. Same thing happens with the accountability logs that you're doing for investigational drug studies. You make, you're doing it in pen. If you make an error, you got to draw, li draw a line through it. And you can imagine on a piece of paper, if you make a couple of mistakes, it starts to get really messy, really hard for those monitors, people that are overseeing the protocol to read it. To me, it makes logical sense. If you automate that, you document everything you're doing in the computer, you're able to view it on the screen. It's clear and accurate on the screen, as well as if you need to generate a, a paper accountability log, it's going to be generated so everybody can read it and it's legible. Just, you know, just like the stories everybody has about trying to read physician handwriting, same is true of a sponsor or a monitor trying to read a pharmacist handwriting to say, what, how much did you really dispense? And so uh, it really helps to make that communication between the pharmacy, the organization, back to that monitor or the sponsor much clearer and uh, eliminates a lot of a lot of the issues that are around poor handwriting. Yeah, and I think like another addition to that too um, is that uh, it's, it's nice to have it uh, there for inventory management 
for, you know, those medications that are not commercially available because this is investigational. So they may not have, you know, proper NDCs. And it's nice that that's there in the in the application to be tracked with those like uh, specifically assigned like Vestico NDCs as well. Yeah, you're exactly right. And that's the challenge that that um, everybody has or that you may not recognize. That NDC doesn't get assigned until that product is approved by the, by the FDA. So you need some other means to track that product. And so it's usually by a lot and an item number or a kit number, you know, something really specific. So once we get to a commercially available product, you just have the lot number. But in the investigational drug world, uh, that lot number, there's probably some additional values on there, identifiers on there in the investigational world so that they know specifically which lot and which item was actually given to the patient. So if they have contamination or adverse events or something, they can track it all the way back to the source. I see. So, you know, um, you know, during like COVID-19 pandemic, you know, a lot, there's a lot of investigational things going on. So I was wondering if like, you know, if during the COVID-19 pandemic, did that like affect, did that affect like the work that you do? Or did that kind of like increase the amount of support that you, you have to give to the the uh, clients that you have? Yeah, it was a little, a little bit of both. Our support did go up. Um, a lot of, you know, majority of our clients were all doing some type of COVID study. And so just as you can imagine that that drives the workload up and a lot of these because they were so rapid you know some of the details that might they might take care of you know drawing things out when they don't have the the rush that we had with pan- the pandemic um, some of those you know design issues you know were probably a little manifested in the pharmacy so um, you were getting some the, the people that were doing investigational studies with um, item you know drug treatments or vaccines, uh, we're getting a lot of variety from what you would normally get from us, you know, from a, from a study. So yeah, from a support side, we were getting some different questions on how do we handle this? And because of the number of uh, organizations doing these studies, you know, if you had one organization ask the question, you probably had two or three ask that question. And the other side is all of you know, all organizations that are doing studies wanted, you know, they all, everybody wanted to help out. And so the organizations that were doing everything manually, they started to realize that we're at a, we're at a breaking point here. We need to figure out how can we automate this? Um, And that's where, you know, our uh, reaching out to us, you know, that the the number of clients we've, we've gained since the pandemic has actually gone up because everybody's trying to figure out how can you automate this uh, process so that where it's less labor, uh, less manual and labor intensive. Yeah. And uh, there was another thing I wanted to ask too, was that you, I, from what I understand, Vesico can serve as both a third party, you know, a separate application uh, for this whole inventory management. But there's also that aspect of being integrated to receive the information from the EHR. So I guess like, uh, I guess my question is, how many of your clients have been able to leverage that interface and you know how beneficial has it been yeah so we have a couple of interfaces that our clients are utilizing uh ones with the clinical trial management systems uh, and those are the systems that the organizations use to, to actually manage the protocol at the organization level and so getting all that basic protocol information uh who's the primary investigator what what are the arms that are on the study all that information's handled at though in those systems as well as uh, some patient management in some organizations and so we've got an interface with that and that's um that's a growing interface with our with our clients uh, because it 
you know, it helps the pharmacy build out those protocols, get those, get those, excuse me, get those updates in a really timely manner, especially when they're receiving patient, uh, patient updates, you know, who's eligible, who's on study, when are, when are they on treatment? And the other interfaces with the EMRs. And so, you know, you still need to, especially sites that are doing in, uh, inpatient or bedded studies, you know, you still have nurses needing to document on in their electronic medical record that they've administered the medication. And so you're still entering some of that information into your um, EHR doing the documentation of administration. But the accountability part, the part that needs to get back to the sponsor, tracking all that inventory is not handled by those EMRs um, in an elegant manner. And that's where Vestigo really is able to come in. And so that EMR interface helps to eliminate some of that duplicate entry. So the pharmacy might uh, verify it in the EHR uh, that uh, sends that message over to Vestigo. So then the uh, pharmacist or technician, whoever's processing the order, all they need to do is verify, yeah, that's the right order that's been verified, and now let me attach my inventory to it. And so it really helps to eliminate that uh, that feeling that your duplicate entry of, I'm entering it in the EHR so nursing can document it, now I've got to enter it in my system so that I can get all that accountability stuff done. And so that's um, really, really helps there. And we're, as you might imagine, Lots of organizations, you know, we, we get in the, the, the pecking order of when when do they have the resources available to do those interfaces. And they're starting to ease up now. And so more and more of our clients are starting to pick up on those interfaces. We probably have roughly 25% of our clients are using some type of uh, interface. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, I, I also want to just go back on to, you know, you got this role through uh, speaking with uh, Scott McCready and that was through your your ability to to have uh, networked in through ASHB and, and met him there. Uh, I, I guess uh, for people who wanted to learn more about, I guess, McCready Group or the product or even just ask you questions about your, your career path, uh, what's the best way that they can reach you? Uh, the best place to, you can either reach me at my, my work email. It's That one's easy. It's mike at mccreadygroup.com. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, uh, so you can get yeah, get me through that as well. So those are probably the two easiest ways to to reach out to me if you have any additional questions. Awesome. And do you have any advice for any of the individuals who are interested in uh, going into this career path for the um, the vendor side of like you know uh, helping out with uh, getting these products out there? Yeah, I think the advice I would give uh, individuals wanting to get into this space is having done an ashp residency one of our other products uh, for um, for the mccready group is is farm academic but i really do believe in in the residencies uh, and the informatics residencies they really give you all of that information you really need to to know in a condensed period of time so getting your um, informatics residency is is really going to help you give you a rounded background as you start to look into the vendor side. If you're gonna work for a vendor, at least my opinion, if you're gonna work for a vendor that's in the hospital space, uh, your credibility, your understanding is gonna go a lot farther uh, with the, with your clients. If you understand where they're coming from, if you've done their work, I think that's uh, really important. That allows you to 
you know, you're not, they're not talking a foreign language to you. You're not talking a foreign language to them. And you kind of serve as that interface between all the technical stuff to what they actually do. So that's why I think doing the residency is really important, especially if you're going to be in, in a vendor space that deals with hospitals. Um, and that's where that informatics goes in. Um, specifically, if you're looking to do investigational drugs, I'll uh, just kind of put a plug out there for, um, it's a growing area, a lot more organizations are providing IDS residencies. And so that's an, an opportunity for you to, uh, again, learn a little more about investigational drug uh, services is by doing a residency. I think if you're wanting to, you know, uh, I've had a, had some ask, you know, how do I pick which residency I want to do? Um, just like, you know, you're f- f- trying to figure out which PGY1 residency you want to do. There's always lots of criteria. And the same is true if you want to do an informatics Think about what you want to do as an informaticist. Are you wanting to really focus in on the medication operation side, the automation with um, automated dispensing cabinets, IV robots, carousels? All of that's you know related to technology that needs a special skill set to do that. And so, do you you know do you want to pick your residency based on an organization that's really strong with medication use and operations and using technology and operations? Um, or are you, you know, have you such that you've played around with programming, you know, some query, you know, some programming, some SQ, SQL, so those queries, and are you more of a programmer? Are you looking to take that data and manipulate it? You know, if you're looking to be that more of an informaticist uh, of processing data, then you want to make sure you look for a residency that's going to give you that opportunity to, uh, you know, use those skills or grow those skills. And so it's going to be a little, you know, I think it's a little different of, you know, which informatics residency you want to go for based on where, what's your path. Um, and so I think it can go, can go either way. Awesome. You know, thanks for sharing that uh, very detailed advice, actually. And uh, I'll also be putting your contact information in the show notes for anyone who's interested in reaching out. But, you know, to be respectful of your time, uh, I'd like to thank you again so much for, you know, being on the podcast today, sharing your journey and sharing like what you do today and some of the advice that you've given. Thank you very much, Tony. It's been great to uh, talk with you and uh, share my experience. Alright, if you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-I-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and me. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal.